Welcome to Mirror Finish, the official podcast of Great Lakes Stainless, episode 23. Uh, just Paul today. Travis is out sick, and Mike, as you will hear at the end of this episode, is going to be up in uh, Marquette in the UP uh, doing a, I believe it's a ski race. And uh, Travis is going to be up there as well. Uh, so if you are in that area, please go check him out. I don't remember the name of the race, but it is at the end of the episode. So uh, listen all the way to the end, and you can get the details. And if you're around and you have time, go check them out. Uh, so on this episode, we had Patrick Zionskowski uh, for the second time. And in kind of a, a change of our normal format, we just kind of picked a topic and talked about that. You know, we had Patrick on before, and we had talked about his background and where he'd come from and what he did here and that kind of thing. And it was actually Patrick's idea to uh, get a topic and kind of break it down and talk about it. And uh, I'm not sure why I picked it. I have no idea. Some, But I had a thought pop into my head like last week or something. Uh, about how life coaches are kind of like secular pastors. So um, I threw that out to the guys, and they were like, yeah, why not? Let's talk about it. So we did, and um, in typical fashion, the conversation kind of rambled and uh, went about, but uh, it still was fun. I liked it. Um, I kind of liked that that format, just talking about stuff and getting people's opinions on things. Uh, So... Uh, we are still hiring. Um, of course, if you have welding experience, please just come in, uh, put in your resume. Uh, we'll give you a welding test. Um, things are a bit slow right now, but we do expect them to pick up here pretty quick. Uh, www.greatlakestainless.com is the website. Uh, check out the news tab for all the episodes of the podcast that are on there, including our Instagram feed. We're also on Facebook. Uh, check us out. Uh, subscribe. Uh, rate and review. That really helps us out with all the the searches and related to this uh the subject of this podcast we're actually going to try to get a real live life coach on the podcast uh, just to bust some myths and kind of set it straight um i know the the tone of the um the conversation we always try to keep it light and comedic and stuff and have fun with it so i don't want anybody to interpret this episode as making fun of life coaching or anybody that does it i think like with any kind of profession like this uh, you've got people that will exploit it unfortunately and it makes it hard for those who are in the business honestly uh uh, for them to to make a living and and spread the word about what they do because people are jaded you know you'll find that a lot with uh, self-help stuff and um, multi-level marketing like you'll hear in the podcast that we talked so uh, again uh, please subscribe rate and review super important to get us out there and get exposure and here is episode 23 with patrick zianskowski Go, Mike. Super. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'm all stressed out. All right. Depress. <laughs> you know what you need? I do know exactly what I need. What's that? Quick call to my life coach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hold that thought. Uh, to I don't know much about life coaches, so I don't really either. I just I think the term is. We haven't told Travis yet, but. Um, this whole conversation has uh, led me to a pretty firm commitment to hire a life coach for Paul. Me? Why do I need one? Huh? Uh, because, well, that's obvious. Oh. But I mean, I was looking at your shirt. It's the, it's the <laughs> fact that you don't know. Yeah. That tells us you need a life coach. Did you watch that video? Uh, that yes, I did. That guy's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I love that guy. So so didn't he do like a a, a meditarian? One where you just eat meat or whatever it was called. Yeah, he's done. Oh no, he did the the vegan one. Where he, the one we, he's hilarious one about um, uh, like the vegan turkey. Is that, yeah. He goes and hunts and hunts, hunts and shoots a vegan turkey. Vegan <laughs> turkey. Tired of having to come in and help me untape my hands. What have you do? Shit, he taped his hands together again. God oh, damn it! Who left the tape in his office? You just end up, whatever you're doing, you end up taping the tip of your nose yeah. to your forehead. <laughs> Walking around. <laughs> what did I walk in on? It's like Mike, what are you doing now? Oh. We were just talking oh. about Mike stressed out. Uh-huh. And uh, I asked him what he needed. And his answer was promptly, 
quit calling my life coach. Life coach. So yeah, you suggested kind of going over a specific topic. Absolutely, I thought we could have a little discussion. Sure, because yeah. we've had you in here before, so we kind of know your your story and where you grew up and where you came from. And I don't know why, why that popped into my head. Maybe I saw it on TV, or my wife has a friend who who does that. And I just thought to myself that it almost seems that life coaches are essentially secular pastors, they're secular priests because they teach. What they're trying to teach you is kind of basically how to live, but they don't without the the religious perspective. I bet you can find a good Christian life coach, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, well. His name is Jesus. There you go. Very well well played. Very well played. I thought about what you said. I know you know know him, Paul, but. (laughs) I I thought about what you had said after I had left the shop yesterday. Sweeping the floor? (laughs) Could be. Well, There's a little very, Jesus in all of us. That's dress. a very current joke. <laughs> I thought about what you had said, and I thought it would be more relatable to say a personal trainer. Mm. Okay. You can you can do it with a personal trainer. You know, get healthy, get fit, do yeah, whatever, right. reach your physical goals. Right. Right. You can do it with a coach or without a coach. You can do it with a bad trainer or a good trainer. Yeah. I, I would assume, and I haven't looked into it, but I, I could relate a life trainer being in the same type of setting. Okay. Uh, there's going to be people who strive with a good coach, obviously. Uh, there's going to be people who strive with that kind of backup and you know I know I'm good when I'm put in a schedule mm-hmm. when I'm just left to my own devices I tend to spend too much time on some things and not enough time on other things mm. having that outside perspective for some people I imagine is quite helpful okay so it like depends on the person and I, I, I also think it depends on the coach too because, no, I mean, sure. let's face it, I'm, I'm sure there was a lot of those life coaches I had that we all had high school where they come in, they have the awesome pep assembly where that guy says all <laughs> that lame stuff, and you're sitting there snickering with your friends <laughs> yeah, going, yeah. man, yeah, yeah, this guy knows what he's talking yeah. about. Yeah. I often wonder how well those people would do in a real-life setting. Mm. Yeah, because I think you, the, you can talk about yeah. what you should do in your life, but... When the rubber hits you, the road. Yeah, do you practice what you preach? Or? See, that's kind of what... I mean, that's my dream. I want to just be uh, get to the point where I can be a consultant. Because then all you have to do is tell people what they should do, and you don't actually have to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. like, you got to work on that. That's a lot of work. Yeah, I know, but you got to work on it. And so that. when it works, you're like, told you. When yeah. it doesn't work, it's like, you didn't do it right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do it. Not my fault. You're the one who did it. Seems, <laughs> seems like a job with not a whole lot of uh, accountability. Yeah, sure. I mean. Well, I think and I think the word is exploited, or the title is exploited. Because, oh, I'm sure. You know, people, well, Travis sent out a video. Uh, I mean, obviously, it was it was it's a comedian doing it, right? And it, he's basically making fun of all the life coaches that are trying to exploit people. It's like not that I'm sure there's some people that are good at it, you know, and they don't overcharge, they don't try to exploit people, and they're genuinely interested in helping their clients. But I think like most things, when there's money to be made, you're going to get the people that come in. Well, yeah, he he was really. Uh he was more there's life. He was saying life coach, but a lot of it was the uh, you know the self help type. Oh yeah, motivational, motivational. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's a you know multi level yeah. marketing yeah, type yeah, stuff, yeah. which yeah. he really slayed as far as that goes. On uh, oh yeah, I did it. If you can too. I did. Here's, here's my sales funnel, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. leads you into this other funnel all the bodies just headed down. I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, uh, you know, we we kind of we're start talking about life coaches but yeah i mean mlm or direct marketing whatever you want to call it that's a huge thing too and they're definitely related i can definitely see that because the business structure of a life coach i think would be pretty similar or business model uh, no i mean i don't think so not necessarily the multi-level marketing is like getting your downstream and oh that's on, cool. although you're mainly just trying to get other people so that's if you were trying to life coach other people and to be life coaches and ah you know you I gotta see. get okay. you know that, right. That's got your pyramid scheme well, you need to, all over. You don't just need a life coach. You need to be a life coach. And if you're a good life coach, you'll have eight 
blood coach is under you. Yeah, okay. And they each pay you two hundred dollars. Yeah, that sounds like pyramid. Of which you me. give one hundred and seventy-five to me. <laughs> yes. That makes that make twenty-five, <laughs> yeah. and you get them to. Or that's the multi-level marketing, right? Because so the it would you yeah. wouldn't have direct clients. You would have yeah. So the like under you. you know life coaches. They just have to. Because I used to think yeah, life coaches uh schmoopy poofy, but you know. Um, a few years ago, I heard a guy named Ray Beerhorst, and he was great. And just more as a business coach, but, you know, I mean, call him business coach or life coach, so much of your life is tied Where do you start drawing the line between the similar things such as life coach, motivational speaker, psychologist? Where do you start drawing the line of... Man, I don't know those, what goes in those what lines are building. drawn with broad brushes and watercolors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. Yeah, there's little, no little pastels in there. There's no strong definition <laughs> of the start and end of the line. Because I mean, if you think about it, they're all doing bold. the same general thing. Uh, yeah, one of them's got a fancy dancy degree, and the other one goes to high schools, but. Yeah, well, and some of them, there's a lot of training, you know, I mean, there's a lot of specific training, and there's some good tools that they use, like, you know, when I did the, um, you know, the coaching with Ray, it's more just him, he didn't, he was like, here's what you need to do, I mean, he would, he'd do a good job of, what do you need to do, and just very methodically work through and put down in writing the things, just kind of help you, I mean, you know, it was just an hour or two, um, so you know, making your client accountable to themselves by putting everything in writing and helping, you know, just helping organize their their thoughts and clarifying them, and then you know, putting them down and getting some date commitments, and then at the end of that, having some accountability, which is a big part, but not it's not just an accountability like okay, you got to do these things and when you right. do them, but a really methodical way of um, working through it. And he had some other um, some other tools and things you could tell. You know, I mean, he had some training and experience at doing that, so he can he can walk you through and do some of these other, you know, mapping things help you understand a little bit more um, about yourself and your motivations, and you know, help you talk you through what you really want. And now, is that specifically geared for business, though? Like, because you, you, you mentioned a business coach, so was he talking about? Things specifically related to owning a business or being. Uh, yeah, we had to, it had to be specifically related to the business. Otherwise, I'd have to pay for it personally. <laughs> right, right, yeah. That's so. It's come out no longer a business related expense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yes, he was obviously a business coach. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be a life coach. We're calling it business coach because you know. Yeah. I'm not paying for it personally That's for you, Paul. Right. I don't love you that much. Yeah. Uh, I think the reason I took that. I went with the pastor or priest analogy was because there are, for lack of a better term, secular churches popping up where people still go once a week and gather at a place and listen to a person talk, but it has nothing to do with any religion. It's more just this is how to be a good person. According to whatever principles that particular person adheres to, any kind of like if they're referencing... Unlike the person in charge of the potluck committee... Who is obviously not a good person. <laughs> they forgot to announce it again. They forgot to announce it again. <laughs> oh, that's tragedy. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, Methodist Church without food. Methodist Church. I'm, I was just joking. I, I, bet you, I bet you a secular church has sex same political problems. That oh, anytime you get a group of people together. Anytime yeah. you get a you know, group yeah. of people together. It doesn't matter what their beginning goals are. It yeah. seems to corrode over time <laughs> to a degree that is near yeah. unrecognizable. Yeah, that's a, that, I know I told you this joke, Paul, but there's, there's a joke uh, related to this about the ship that goes and picks up this guy. He's been stranded for years on this desert island by himself. And so the ship comes, picks him up, he gets on the ship, and they look out and there's these there's these three huts he's built on the island. And they said, well, what's that hut there? He's like, oh, that's my house. And they said, well, what's that other hut there? He's like, oh, that's my church. And they said, well, what's the third hut? He's like, oh, that's the church I used to go to. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, so it's basically like, it ends up, I think, being more of like philosophy. And so whatever they... If it's Stoicism or if the teachings of whoever, you know, they'll kind of base everything off that. So I haven't heard of one around here, but that just really interested me because you've got the same structure and format, but the, I guess, the, the subject matter, the, the theme or whatever is, is different. 
But ultimately, isn't it the same thing? It's like is trying to one person teaching stuff to a group of people to live a certain way. I guess it depends on how nitty gritty you get with the details, yeah. because that's what, sadly enough, that's what starts dividing is when you start getting into the nitty-gritty, you know. In the beginning, there was one church, and then a group of people thought, well, I think we (laughs) should do this this way, and the next thing you know, you got two churches, and then four, and then eight, and then, you know. So if you were to keep things general, I could see how they would relate, but the devil's in the details. Yeah, Yeah, if you're just like, yeah, don't be a jerk. Right. Right. <laughs> that's basically, and that's basically what every you know, I guess mainstream religion teaches. And I guess not just mainstream, but that's what every religion. Well, and that's kind of what disappoints yeah. me it's is if you were to yeah. generalize all the religions, they all have the same theme. Oh yeah. Be, be nice to each other. Oh yeah. yeah don't absolutely. don't kill each other. Don't yeah. steal stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you, if you generalize things. You're you're all trying to follow the same set of rules. It's when you start getting into, all right, you need to be nice on Tuesday more than any <laughs> yeah. other day because it's yeah. Tuesday, people. Yeah. That's when people start getting offended or disagree. I didn't or, know you were a Tuesdayfarian. Tuesdayfarian. Is there Defiant. another day better? Huh? No. On Tuesdays? No. <laughs> Oh, wow. I mean, it's a, the anticipatory day just before. Oh, okay. I, you should see us guys out on the floor at, at Tuesday, Tuesday at three nineteen. We're all just waiting for the magical <laughs> waiting, voice. Waiting, waiting for the voice from above <laughs> to summon you. That's how it starts. To summon you. That's how it starts. You know, you got a future in this company, Pat. I, I try. I try. <laughs> Pretty soon you'll, you'll start you know, burning candles and making offerings to the voice in the sky. <laughs> voice in the sky. There is a funny story about that. It's stupid. During World War II. Uh, I did not start the meetings that long ago. Did I think you did. Uh, during World War II, there was a small island. We used it uh, for nothing more than a depot. Food, ammo, all that stuff. There was a small group of indigenous people there. I know where you're going. As, you know, uh, payment for them letting us use their island as a little depot, we used to give them food. And we'd, we'd give them, you know, the MREs. War ends. We don't need the depot anymore. There was a small group of people who were like, well, I mean, we can't just cut these people off. We've been feeding them for three years now. Mm-hmm. I believe, might have checked details, we did that for about a year after the war. Might have been a little longer, might have been a little less. But eventually the decision was made, we need to stop giving supplies to these people. Mm. We need to let them go back to what they were doing before we showed up, blah, blah, blah. We were gone less than a year. They went out, collected wood, and built a scale model of one of our cargo planes and they started worshiping the idol of the plane because that's where the food came from the cargo cults they started their really? own religion yep. praying to this plane that this month food would fall from the sky crazy yeah called cargo cults wow yeah. just like that see if that missionary that got shot up Oh, I heard about that. And just brought some food with him. Yeah, right. Box of donuts or something. Weren't they cannibals? I don't know if they were or not. They shot him full of arrows. Right. They they turned him into a pincushion. Of course. Freaking ghost showed up, man. Yeah, Yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a tricky area when you start getting into engaging other cultures. Uh, There's a big debate right now about there's still uncontacted... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Amazon, Amazon tribes. Yeah. Yep. There's still a debate on should we tell them the world exists? Should we just <laughs> yeah. let them live out their days? And I wouldn't let them. They're I, doing okay I, on their I, own. I, I have a friend who watched up. a doc- documentary and it gave interesting perspective. They talked to one of the tribes that were contacted. They pulled them out of the jungle, showed them the modern world, blah, blah, blah. They interviewed him afterwards. 
he was upset because like a week or two weeks before the people showed up to take him out of the jungle, his grandma was dragged off from the village by a jaguar. Okay. Oh, so far, yeah. every single person they have taken out of the jungle and shown the modern world have been like, why did you guys wait so long? No, no kidding. Ah. We're, we're sitting in the jungle eating <laughs> yeah, fruit yeah, and yeah, berries yeah. and yeah. wrestling monkeys and dodging jaguars, and yeah. you guys are just sitting there watching like it's a reality show. Thanks huh? for helping That's interesting. Out. That's interesting. Every single one of them has said that. And it makes you wonder, yeah, should should we be yeah. going into the jungle and I mean, yeah, I mean where where do you draw the line? Be interesting to ask him again in ten years. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. What do you think? What do you think now? Nope. You know yeah. I mean? Now that you're in the modern world and because obviously whenever you see something new, you're seeing all right. the plus the good sides. Things about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. whether it's a new job or a new area, yeah. you're finding all the cool things. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would be interested in 10 years. Do you still feel the same? Yeah. Show them reality TV. And I was going to say, give them, I'm done. Yep. Give I'm them back. Put them in Miami. Give them cable. Let them go for 10 years. <laughs> right. See what they think. You know? <laughs> I thought it was humid in the Amazon. Right. How do you people live here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's a good point, though. Yeah, because like you were talking, was it the, the Andaman Islands or whatever, this, that, yeah. that, that dude went. It's like, man, it's like you knew kind of what was going to happen, and even in his journal, they got his. I think they recovered his journal. Right. It's like, buddy, it, you knew what right. was going to happen. You can't be surprised. It's like it wasn't going to end well. You have to bring more than a Bible, and not nothing against the Bible, but they don't know how to read. It. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Bring them something useful. Yeah. Right? You know. I said a box of donuts. Or a something. box of donuts. A fishing pole. Yeah. You show. I don't know. Some food. You right? show them an apple fritter. They might put down the bow. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know. <laughs> Oh, I'd probably man, bring some bear claws. That would be bear claws. Bear claws. Maybe some long johns. Long johns. Crazy eights, man. Crazy eights. Crazy cinnamon eights. and sugar. Can't be it. Oh, are those a twist? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah okay. Those. Yeah. Those yeah. are. Those are very, very well. Yeah. It's like whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Put that down. Yeah, that smells really good. Yeah. Like, all right, buddy. What are you, what are you looking up there? Oh, so, so uh, there's these um, people in Mexico down where uh, Dan went biking with. Um, oh yeah. Al McWilliams, but they're. They've kind of got like the opposite perspective where they're familiar with it, but they're like, man, you guys are freaking nuts. Oh, they don't want any part of it. They don't want any part of it. They're like, you guys are crazy running around like chicken with your heads cut sure. off. Working oh, like crazy trying to seeing get. seeing the modern world and saying, and yeah. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, being like, what a waste of time. Absolutely. You guys are all stressed I mean, out, yeah, running around. That argument. Yeah, like, uh, it's easy to see both sides know, of that coin. There was, you know, I can't remember who, who was talking about it. Some of the podcasts I listened to, but they were saying back like hunter gatherer days. You know how much of your day was spent hunting and gathering? Four hours, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, it depends on depends on where yeah. you depends are, depends on where and everything. But you know, you've got multiple people doing the same thing. You've got, and so you spent less time, you know, trying to survive instead of an eight-hour workday, five days a week. Maybe you'd spend four hours hunting twice a week, and you might spend uh, some time, you know, I don't know, picking berries, whatever it right. may be, you know. But you spend a lot less time to be able to survive. I, but granted, you don't have right. you don't have a house, you don't have cable, electricity, nothing like that. Okay. But you're surviving. Yeah. You know? And isn't that the point? Yeah. In the end, yeah, just to stay alive and be happy as yeah. you can. Yeah. Is it the point? That's what we're asking, Mike. That's a big question. What is life? What is life? What is the meaning of life? I often think you watch all those shows and they're always fascinated by the ancients' accuracy with the sky. That has never fascinated me. That seems obvious as mm-hmm. all hell to me. <laughs> yeah. You're hunter-gatherers. You do it for six hours, four hours, eight hours, whatever. When the lights go out, you don't leave... Light. Yeah, yeah, the light. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, lights. The light. The light. When the it goes out, you're you're not leaving the campfire. No, you're you're hanging out. Yeah. yeah. And so the only thing to do look yeah. is look up at the stars. Yeah. You know, like we talked about when Fraser came. If you, have you ever been like out to the Dakotas or maybe up to the no, dark no, sky? No, I've been up to the UP where sure. the light pollution is less. Yeah, I mean, and the I, the difference in what you can see up there. I mean. 
We just see a few of the brightest ones. We yeah. out somewhere where you can see the whole Milky Way. Yeah. Everything now imagine you're looking and at that same show every single night. Right. And even less. It's hard anywhere in this world right. to get a place where you don't have some degree of, of light pollution. Yeah, you so, right. So, I mean, that their knowledge of the stars and their movement, that does not surprise me whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. What else are they going to do? Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> they got one channel to watch. Exactly. You know, so you mess with one you, channel you and it's memorize the same show every, every single night. Yeah. Yeah. A little different. Right. You know, yeah. depending on the time of year. You know, but, one, uh, one thing I don't think we we appreciate, I was actually thinking about that this morning because I didn't, uh, a lot of times I won't even drive around with the radio and I was again this morning and I didn't even notice. I'm just thinking I'm almost all the way out to Bunker Hill to go skiing and I was like, oh man, I don't have the radio on. But, um, I was thinking even even back, you know, a little less, but throughout history up until, you know, basically uh, the 20th century, the amount of noise, like physical noise we have. I mean, yeah. there's always... Unbelievable. I mean, you know, yeah. you always got headphones on, you got the radio in the car, you got the TV on at home. Yeah. I mean, even if you're out in the woods, my mom and I went up to Stokely Creek um, a week ago, during the weekend. It was just amazing to be out there. If there was, I mean, there was nothing, no... Car truck noise, even out on the Vasa, unless it's a super foggy day where it's kind of. But even then, I mean, you're right in the flight path for Cherry Capital right. <laughs> Airport, yeah, you know, out. so those are going over. Sure. The helicopter flies over, you can hear traffic all around. Even though it's great to be out in the woods, the silence of being out there on the. I mean, they got 8,000 acres in the Algoma awesome. Highlands yeah. out there. And so no you planes, ski, no you trains, ski, no, no automobiles. No planes, some yeah. trains, no automobiles. It's just so quiet out there. And I was thinking about that, you know, the. The you know even our founding fathers they didn't there's no radio mm-hmm. no TV nope. uh, you know you got no electricity it's so a lot I mean, even just I mean no motors running by right. any stretch of the imagination I used to think it was uh, um, oh for basket power land come on Harkum uh, all right Sid Harkum that was his name because he oh. said he he was the one who told me that. Uh, I thought you were having a stroke for a second. Just like random words. I was trying to, right? trying to pull up, <laughs> trying to pull up a name. Okay, that's so a stroke like experience for me. Sometimes that, that was the Rolodex yeah, going um, through. It's fast, right? Uh, face, speech, arm. Uh, so Sid Harkman, he was, you know, he said, like, he always keeps a pad of paper, write stuff down. And he's like, never listen to radio. I'm driving around. I'm like, well, you're a crazy old man. I, I will admit I don't, <laughs> I don't listen to the radio you're, when I drive around. You're a crazy old man. And then uh, my radio broke for like three months. So I rode around without the radio. I'm like, holy cow. Nice. Yeah. I mean, you know, I got a few things to think about. So mm-hmm. but you can't really think about a lot of stuff. And listen to the, you know, even if I just listen to the news or, you know, music. But that constant grabbing, yeah. you know, well, your mind's always distracted. Oh, you can't constant. Focus on anything, well, so. I, I think a sign of how privileged and lush our life is is that we'll spend money, not a little bit of money, on tents, some people campers, to go out and act like you're poor right. for any length of time. You know, it's like everybody looks forward to the camping trip. Roughing it. Roughing it, yeah. It's like, so we'll spend all this yeah. money, yeah, yeah. you know. Spend all this a, money to go get away from everything that we have worked for. Yeah, it's like it's like that the joke, and I can't remember the details. We'll have to tell. But the guy, you know, goes this guy living on a tropical island doing a little fishing thing. He's like, oh man, you know, fisherman, mm-hmm. basically subsistence fisherman. Sure. Like, you know what? A little bit of money, you could get some boats, and you get a couple of boats, and you have there some you employees, go. and then you could build a fishing business, and then you could, you know, make a whole bunch of money, and you know, build this thing up, and someday you could retire to a little tropical island, and <laughs> yeah. do nothing yeah. but you know, we'll yeah. fish all day. <laughs> do nothing but fish all day. <laughs> yeah. You're there, bud. That is You're great. Like, uh, Already there. That is great. How, how about I just take a shortcut and keep doing it? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, that's a great point. Already there. So, something to be something to be said for that. Yeah. There's been times both my wife and I especially watch, like, you know, Game of Thrones or something, and times seemed simpler back then, and it almost seems like you'd want to be a part of that. Without the dragons. But then you start thinking about all the luxuries that we have that we don't think about. Uh, Water. Water when we want it. 
Dentistry. Yeah. Dentistry. That's Dentistry. a big yeah. thing. Right. Well, I mean, when, when's, when's the last time you guys had to doctors, walk doctors longer wash their than hands. a few feet for a drink of water? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know. I mean, there's there's places. They're walking five miles. No, they, we kind of romanticized some of the the olden days. There were right. there were good things. I'm thinking more of like uh, you know. So Thomas Jefferson, he had the benefit of silence without uh, many of the hardships of you know. It's fairly wealthy individual. Yeah, true. Yeah. You know some mm-hmm. some of those people. If you go back to like medieval times, no, them some hard living. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, the life expectancy you know? was what thirty or forty. Right. You know, yeah, if, yeah, you're, yeah. if your crop yeah. didn't fail, yeah, yeah. so much um, infant mortality. Yeah, that because I guess from what I read, that actually the average, like once you made it past childhood, you actually had a chance of living pretty long. But yeah, forty-five. No, it was actually like in the sixties and seventies. Oh, really? Yeah, but because infant mortality was so high, it brought the average. Lifestyle. Uh, oh, that makes when sense. When they're quoting like the 35, yeah. four years That's old. That's average. It's average. But once you, if you were able to get past childhood, and good luck with that. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it was insane infant mortality. Hmm. You know, just all the diseases and all the complications. And so. It's weird how when you construed numbers in a certain way, they can totally obstruct what you're supposed to be looking mm-hmm. at into something completely different. Sure. That's what Such I do in here all day long. Oh, yeah. Is that how it works? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Manipulate numbers. Yeah, if I put this here instead of here, it looks right. better. Yeah, right. And the curve goes uh, up. All right. Uh, Lunchtime. Looks hey. like I need to cut these two months off the analysis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So life coaching, <laughs> life coaching. Yeah, we we've traveled the ways, haven't we? Oh, that's fine. Life coaching and motivational speaking. Mm. I think they're different. I think they're completely different. You know, life coach is a little more personal. Motivational speaker. Yeah. That's more the dude at the high school. Yeah, all I think of is Chris Farley. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Matt Foley, yeah. in a van yeah. down by the river. That yeah. good stuff. That, that's whenever anybody says motivational speaker, I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that guy was great. Yeah. And well, like you were saying, I think it definitely depends on the person. Some people are a lot more receptive. Some people just maybe need to hear something and it right. triggers something to get their lives together. But I mean, at this point, I think everybody's seen so much exploitation that we're just jaded. Right. Yeah, you know? I think so. I right. think that goes with anything. Whenever anybody finds that niche mm-hmm. you know when you see somebody else find that niche and they're super successful just like everything else the grass is greener and so you're like oh i can do that yeah i can stand in front of pisshead teenagers and make them feel good about themselves yeah. while they snicker behind my back yeah, yeah. I, paid for I can it. do that yeah. yeah yeah but i mean like you said uh i don't know their day-to-days sure. um I, I am curious how many of them practice what they preach. Oh yeah, because that that's a big thing for me. Yeah, I mean you can you can sit there and tell somebody something to do all day every day, but if you don't do it yourself, then yeah, it's the life coach who I'm, doesn't have their shit together. Right, they're yeah. just, they're I, just I, a hot mess right. all yeah. the time. I yeah. often wonder, you know, <laughs> yeah, if they take off their business yeah. suit and pull into yeah. the trailer park and kick their dog <laughs> on the way there, yeah. you know. Exactly. Putting out cigarettes right. on people, yeah. you know, yeah. boxes just <laughs> of crap, hoarders, hoarders, and, and yeah, yeah. I, I often wonder if they're as neat and sure. clean as they portray themselves. Because, yeah. like you said, with the exploitation of everything, that would not surprise me in yeah. the slightest. Well, it makes you wonder. It's like, well, who's the audience? Who? Why are so many people? so hungry for that kind of service want answers okay what you want you want the you want to know i want the truth the no you want you want the quickest way to do something the truth is out there a few good men reference anybody oh you want the truth what's that you can't handle it see i want answers i want the truth yeah really never saw that which one a few good men men? jack nicholson yeah you want you know a long time tom cruise sorry Anyway, what was I saying? I don't know. You <laughs> No, no, they, they want answers. You want, you want the easiest answer. You sounds, want the short sounds, like, sounds like Travis the is cheat doing code. Sounds, <laughs> sounds smart. i got to derail him. He's making sense again. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like, you know, getting the cheat code. You know, and I'm right, right. like, oh, if I just do this and this and this, and I think a lot of people, you know, that, that 
do have life coaches, they might not be getting the results, but they know they should be because they're technically getting the answers <laughs> and they're getting the cheat codes. Uh, so, you know, they're going to keep going back. And it's going to take a while before they realize, oh, this isn't working for me or mm-hmm. I'm not putting enough into this or this person's a scam artist. Yeah. You know? There's, um, there's something called a sunk cost fallacy. You heard of it? So, like you said, they're going to keep going back and back. Even if they're not getting results. Why do they do that? Because they have time and emotion and money invested in it. Yeah. And even if something's not working, we're programmed to continue with it because we've invested yeah. in any form yeah. a resource, money, emotion, or time. You know what can help you get over that? A life coach? You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Having a real hard time with my life coach, so I hired another life coach. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this vicious circle. <laughs> just self-help. Oh, yeah. That would be horrible. No, i gotta, I got to tell you that my experience, uh, so with, with Ray, the coach, um, you know, we came in and started, uh, so this was probably before any of you guys were here. You know, I thought I was doing a pretty good job, and obviously I thought everybody else, and that goes without saying, I do always think I do a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are. Yeah, you do a great Thank job. Thank you. Great boss. That's why I love this. That's why I love <laughs> this. Right. So anyway, we actually surveyed everyone, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it turns out maybe... Everybody didn't think as good a job. I was doing as good a job as I thought. Why haven't we done the survey? Whoa! I what? Know. Obviously, so I fired the survey guy. Yeah, <laughs> you're out. No, of here. Uh, you know, but it was so we had a benchmark there, and then you know we kind of got and you know some of the things came back in the survey, which were I mean they were 100 percent true. I still have this tendency, but I'm um, you know really hit home. You know, if I stand up there, you know try and blow sunshine up your ass in the Tuesday meeting, you guys know exactly what's going on. You'd be like, yeah. oh, I think everything's going fine. And you guys are like, really? Because only half of us have something to do right now. Yeah. So it doesn't look like it's going fine. Sure. Right. Now, if they're... And you guys are like... I'm sure there's a lot to that. And so... But I was... But totally I was doing some of that, you know? And I was like, you know, that's not... That doesn't do anybody... You know, that's... One of the things where this little chart here, it's like the four quadrants of uh, of of where you can go, yeah. you know, between care personally and challenge directly. So um, if you don't challenge anyone and don't really care, you're in the manipulative insincerity quadrant. Oh, I see. Okay. If you really care, genuinely care, but aren't willing to challenge anyone, you're in the ruinous empathy, you know? That makes sense. I'm never going to challenge you. I care about you, Paul, but, you know. Oh, I, I, yeah. I care you so much. I don't want to push you or put you in a position you or, yeah, that might. make you uncomfortable. Um, if you don't really care at all and you challenge somebody, you're not afraid at all to challenge you. You're you know, just obnoxious uh, aggression, you know. A.K.A. asshole. Right. <laughs> yes. And so what you want to you really that. care personally and challenge directly, you know, which I I, I – I struggle. I'm a little probably more toward the... I've struggled, you know, trying to move myself away from the rudeness, empathy, more of the radical candor. So in your story, the first thing that jumps out to me is from when you took over to when you had this self-done evaluation. Mm -hmm. How much time was that? Oh, I don't know, man. That was was probably right around... uh, Six or seven years I'd been here, you know, moving through different areas of the company. When you took over... From day one, mm-hmm. and when you had this a little valuation, how much time had passed? Because the first thing that pops into my head, especially we, we have some older gentlemen in the shop, people don't like change. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I don't. I, mean, I don't think. Yeah, no, I know. I see what you're saying, but I, you know, and this so I mean, a, even there, there's going to be some things we all have flaws that we'd like to be better about. I'm sure you had some of those that were justified in your evaluation. I wonder how many of the negative points, or even the positive points for that matter, were indirectly being judged because people don't like change. No, I don't think... uh, It had been continuous and smooth enough, and I'd already been... It wasn't like on the heels of uh, some sort of significant abrupt change. No, okay. it, so was, it, it, it was. It wasn't more like taking it, a couple months of. No, I mean over, whether it was or wasn't, um, and you know that definitely a valid point. I hear what you're saying, but I don't think in this situation it was more. There wasn't a big cultural change. It was a pretty good, you know, right. taking so a temperature of the transition. culture that existed and oh, had existed. Okay. 
you know, I see what you're saying. What what I had, you know, basically, I mean, it it was it was a fairly good indictment of what I, had, you know, created. There was some good and you know, and some bad. So, thing is, we were able to take that. So we had a benchmark. We went through some structure, you know, all this the structured coaching, and it changed with the frequency over time. You know, at first we were meeting pretty regularly, detailed work plans. As time went on, and we implemented some of those things, you know, it it trailed off. Our meetings got right. further apart and needed less, and there was, and finally we get to a point where both of us were like, well, you know, this really isn't. We can meet. It's a good time, but you know. No, at that he point, was like he you, was like you don't need it, and I was like I don't need it. No, at that point, do you? Are you happy that you, you know, cut ties, stopped doing your meetings or whatever? Are you disappointed you didn't find the next step? You know, this life coach can take me this far. He's taken me as far as I can go. What can this guy do? Can he bring a different perspective? Patrick's saying I gave up. He's I'm just right. asking if you gave up. <laughs> Maybe I did. Maybe I Just did. the question. I don't know. He thought he won the game. <laughs> maybe maybe you should call your life coach. There's another level to it. <laughs> oh, I stopped at level eight. Because, I mean, I, I would imagine life coaches have techniques they like and they don't like. Yeah, I'm sure you so get lots personal of trainers, their, you yeah, know, personal trainers, some like lifting, some like cardio. And, and in this, I'm wondering and in if this, this case, instance, for this, you know, so Ray was a great coach because he was involved in manufacturing for years. So he really mm-hmm. understood professionally oh. the challenge we had. He was also, you know. So he wasn't some guy outside looking in saying, this doesn't seem good. No, he's, he's and he was, he was a referral because um, we had another guy who was up in the area who had just sold his company down to Grand Rapids, and he was looking okay. for something else to do because he was still relatively uh, young mm-hmm. in the scheme of things. And uh, so somebody introduced him. He gave him a saw what he did. I walked him around. We had a good, great conversation. You know, I was really open with him. And, you know, I, you know, just open. And he's like, you know, do you ever be interested in getting any help? I was, and I said, man, I need all the help I can get. Right, you bet. Sure. And so he, he was the one who actually introduced me to Ray. Oh, gotcha. he, just, he had been down in Grand Rapids. He said, well, I got this guy. He's, you know, really good. He'd worked at Herman Miller and um, Gentex, you know, with some really pretty visionary uh, business leaders over the years. Um, and that that's what he did. So I hooked up with him, and he came up. We did the assessment, and I worked with him for a few years. And in the course of that thing, too, like, um, you know, both Brad and Megan uh, worked with him, too, for a while. Um, you know, which, uh, you know, I think was really helpful all around. Helped us, you know, set up some structures here and, and get some things. So, yeah, I mean, it, you know, that is something. To your point, that is something that I could probably um, – and I have thought about, but probably should uh, take a look at. So right now, one of the things we have is a, we do have a, um, a small board meeting, but monthly I've got accountability. Yeah. And so I do have another, um, you know, Chris Kenlinger, their CPA. So I meet with him uh, monthly just to go over business things and, and kind of do this similar, uh, similar type thing. So I haven't totally, you know, I do have advisors that I talk with. And, you know, basically a coaching session, you know, hey, how's it going? What are you doing? What are your issues? What are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do about it? You know, that's one thing, too. We all, you know, you got stuff you don't want to do or something that's right. comfortable or painful to do. Um, you know, you can you can justify a lot of crap in your head. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> yes, you know, yeah, can. Right? Yeah. Well, I couldn't possibly do this hard thing right now because it's Tuesday, and that's the day of positive thoughts. Exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. So says the voice of it. <clears throat> yes, yep. so says the voice well, of and, both, and so. being, I think there's a lot to be said for being the type of person that not only can accept criticism, but after that seeks to change. Because I think so many people are just narcissists. And... I think a lot of the traits that lead them to be narcissists in this system also allow them to get to positions of power. And but then they have influence. Yeah. And then they're not willing to self-reflect and improve. Well, that's that, a, that's that's what that's Ray wouldn't take any client. He says my clients have to have three there's three things that they have to have for me to take them as a client. You got to be hungry, honest, and honorable. Yeah, that means you, go. you know yeah. you, you got to be willing to change. If yeah. you're not willing to change, if you just want somebody to, 
fix your problems, but you don't want to change anything about yourself. He's this, like, and he's yeah. like, I have a few of them, you know, after a couple of meetings, he's like, you know, if they're like, well, no, I'm not going to, I need, I need everybody else to change. I'm not going to. Right. That, my problem is everybody else isn't changing. Yeah. You know, if that's your problem, he'd be like, no, I cannot help you. No, because no, nobody can. No, I, I you know, not not really. No, I I I was strong. Somebody said once in some one of these, uh, oh, I think it was at a uh, chamber event, but it was about human resources or something. It was a like a educational type seminar, but you know, they said, and I really believe this. Like, if an employee doesn't work out or some, you know, if you have to, if I have to fire somebody, like ninety percent of that time, it's probably my fault. Mm. You know, only about ten percent of the time is it really, truly. You I know, can see that. Not I, if somebody doesn't I'm succeed. Not, yeah, I'm not following that one. You'll have to explain that one to me a little bit. Um. So I mean, I think it's my duty or responsibility to provide an atmosphere and all the support. I mean, that's okay. my my only role is make sure we have the right people. I'm accountable for the right people and the right seats, especially at the management level. But that trickles down because you know, right. if I got the right people here. They're gonna if they're the right people, they're gonna make sure they have the right people under them. And so if they're you're doing talking that, about taking responsibility for taking a certain person and putting them in the position. If they're in the if they're in the position, either I didn't recognize they're in the wrong position. Gotcha. Okay. Or didn't I, provide I them, you know, the, the support and education that they need. Yeah. Right. Setting you know, or should have never been in the position in the first place. Yeah, or should have never been in the position yeah. in, that makes in sense. the first place. Um, so it's your responsibility to set them up for success. Yeah, set them up for success, you know. I mean, or, if they got, or not put them in that position yeah. of near guarantee you know, we, yeah. failure. Right. And in some of those times, you know, I mean, uh, so an example of something where um, the employment isn't continuous, but we released it, recently just had an employee who came back, you know, who's left, you know, twice now. In this case, they actually had things going on outside of work that we were like, you know what, the, you know, it... You can't. There's not like you don't have like work, right? And then life. Yeah, there, there's life no and work are ex- intertwined. You, exactly. you got stuff going on outside. We it do our best to, to keep them separate, uh, but they are yeah, intertwined. Yeah, right. No, I don't. Nobody else does. Bad day at work. Bad day at home. Right. Yeah. Bad day at home. Bad day at work. It's, yeah, it's almost uh, impossible to absolutely separate. So anyway, in this in this case, you know, I think hopefully long term, but you know, a good employee should some good skills, but you know, we gave them, let's listen. Get that stuff figured out and come back you know, right. when you're ready. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's one, uh, you know, that's one option or, or example. Um, you know, other times where I failed, it's just it's plain and, and most of the time, like you know, what I'm thinking of is just clearly the wrong seat. I mean, just put them in a role where yeah, they're. <clears throat> They didn't have the, you know, the personal tools for success. And right. The, you know. Absolutely. And, you know, on that one, um, you know, I've seen a few of them, or, you know, the conversation we had yesterday. Right. Like, yeah. you identify someone, listen, if I expect them to try and do really well in this area where they obviously don't have a strength, that's just... It's insane. Setting them up for failure. It's crazy. Setting them up for failure. It's Everybody's going to be, yeah. you know... Yeah, I'm not going to get what I that. want. They're not going to get what they want. They're not going to be right. miserable trying to do something they're not good at. Oh yeah, I got you know. I got a perfect example of that. I worked in restaurants, and one of the the managers was just I don't know what her problem was, but she played favorites. She was the worst leader I think I've ever seen in my life. Played favorites, put people against each other, and for some reason she had it out for one of the hostesses. So she moved me to prep cook. I was I was the salad guy, prepped the bar, and made all the salads. She moved me to prep cook, and she made a hostess do the salads. Zero food prep experience. And before shift one day, um, I pull her aside, and I said, you know what's going on, right? And she's like, what? It's like, she puts you in a position she knows you're going to fail at as an excuse to fire you. That's exactly what's going on. And she was like, screw this noise, and she quit. Good. Didn't, you know, it's like, that's exactly what she did. Because she done it Did you get promoted after that? Did I? Yeah, I for went, getting the girl to quit that she wanted to quit. I went back to the salad bar. Oh, I don't know. Is that a promotion? promotion? Or oh, I like the salad bar. That's where I got my knife skills. It's home. That's where. Yeah, knife skills. That's where I Yeah, that's where I learned my knife skills. Is prepping that salad bar. Toss a hell of a salad, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's a date. <laughs>
So, but yeah, I mean, same kind of deal, you know. She and she was like uh, another story about her is she uh, she thought very highly of herself, and she had I don't know if threatened is the right word, but she said I've got another job. I'm going to be managing uh, some resort in the Caribbean, which is an obvious lie. Um, I'm leaving in a month. Well, that month rolls by. Still there. Gathers everybody before uh, launch on a Sunday. Great news, everybody. I'm staying. I'm not going anywhere. I'm sticking around. And we're going to celebrate. So she busts out a bottle of Dom Perignon. $150 bottle of champagne. On a Sunday morning. Mm. Pours everybody a drink. And I'm like, if I'm the owner... And I hear you wasted a bottle of $150 champagne. First of all, I don't know what Don Perignon's doing in a barbecue joint in southeastern Virginia. But <laughs> Good that's, question. That's beside the point. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'd be like, goodbye. Yeah. For, for a get personal off. goal like that. Yeah. 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 And it was an obvious lie. It's like, right. you never had an offer at a resort in the Caribbean. Come on. So, I don't know. That's, yeah. a, that's an example of a bad leader. I got more, but <laughs> oh yeah, but we can't talk oh, yeah. about them. We can't him get him. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, that that makes that makes total sense. That everybody likes to say, "Oh, the shit flows downhill." It's like, well, you know, but like you said, isn't it the responsibility of the management to set everybody up for success? Because when they do that, they're going to benefit. Management's going to benefit. The whole company's going to benefit. Why would you set someone up for failure? And then be surprised when they fail. So, I mean, that, that's a, a great point. I think the ship flows downhill is, is half true, though. Okay. It flows downhill, but it could be shit or it could be something good. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? All right. I said, yeah. Everything goes yeah. downhill. I think it goes downhill to a certain extent, you yeah. know. But, yeah, it could be shit or it could be, I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, better right. the, the better the business does, well, then there's incentives. There's whatever the company likes to do profit sharing, bonuses, I don't know, whatever it is. To, yeah, I, no, I can see I mean, that. I, I give, you know, I give Harrison a pat on the back at least once or twice a year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, a rank does have, have the, rank has its privileges. Of course. Like, you know, yeah. I get to delegate stuff I don't like to do. Mm-hmm. It also... And some, sometimes I should delegate stuff I do like to do. That's the danger. Uh, so that's, that's one of the things. Uh, and why the... What book is it? I can't remember, but it says it's really true. It says, um, you know, at a certain point, as the organization grows, the strength of the leader becomes the weakness of the organization. Mm. Because the leader won't give it up. Right. You know? Why would they? It feels good. Right. Yes, I, like, I, I, like I do love thing. making charts. Yeah, as I say, charts and graphs. Charts and graphs. I, I, let, I let Travis make a few, but... Uh, Keep the good ones for Maybe, myself. Right. If I feel I need to earn some brownie points, points here and there, I come up with a good chart. Oh, it's so effective. Pick just the right colors. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Color scheme they is have to pop, vitally important. You know? And uh, yes. hey, Mike, look at this I made. Yeah, you can get an audible. Uh, you can get an audible. You know, affirmation of your efforts with a good chart for me. With a good chart, oh. Atta boy. Yeah, that's nice. Boy. That's a Doesn't nice matter if it's chart. pie chart, graph no? chart. No. Yeah, bar I chart. Lot. Bar chart. You I, can get I, particular to the bar charts. They're, they're, they're yeah. easy to compare to each other. Mike's like, after Travis leaves, he's like, oh, look at that line. <laughs> that font. <laughs> yep. That's great. Um, yeah. uh, well, you got a hard out at 11, right? Yeah. So you yeah, I do. We're going to do some so. engineering planning, and then i got to get this stuff together. We're going up for yeah. a, a race I, and an expo. Uh, like, I like learning people's stories, but I also like discussions like this, too. Yeah, hope that hope that the listeners feel the same way. Yeah, both of them. Oh, both of them. Both of them. Thanks, mom. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Please send underwear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Been a rough week. Been a rough wow. week. Oh. So, yeah, but I, I like stuff like this. I like just talking about stuff. Uh, normally I have these conversations, but it's nice to actually have them with other people, you know? I like having discussions, arguments are fun, you know, I mean, I just, 
Arguments with myself when I lose. Those are just the horrible. Car, right? In the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it Pat Oswald joke that if if like the CIA or the NSA whatever oh, yeah, recorded yeah. what he was saying in his car, they'd be like they would lock my ass up <laughs> in five seconds. Yeah, and I'm thinking, yeah. well, I do the same thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'll just be driving down the, the street and I'll think of a movie quote and say it in the actor's voice, and then I'm kind of embarrassed. Ah, oh, that's yeah, it. So yeah, I'm not the only one. I'm like me. I do it, but so good. I'm fairly normal. Because yeah. I same thing. I'm like, yeah, I hope there's not like a listening device. Well, I, I I am guilty of that. Oh yeah, I think everybody is. Really, really bad. Yeah. Uh, especially if I'm given a responsibility. Like when we were doing the copper job, I was thrown in the corner and told to make sure the corner operates. I talk to myself the whole time. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. I need so-and-so to keep on this. Ben wanted this done here. Uh, Scott was asking about that. I need to keep that handy for when he comes. And, yeah. you know, one of the guys, everybody's wearing earbuds now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, are you talking to me? No, no, dude. Just I, I'll tap you on the shoulder. Okay. All right. Because, yeah. Hmm. It, it's comical though the the more I think I'm alone, the more I think nobody's around, the more I engage with myself. <laughs> the more in depth the conversation yeah. gets. Yeah. I, I start answering my own questions yeah. Yeah. as if there are two people there. Oh yeah. But I I don't know. I think it helps me a lot working through things because hearing, even if it's your own voice, hearing somebody disagree with what you've said initially it upsets you but after that you do take yeah. a second look at it well yeah. conflict breeds creativity it's got to be the right kind right. of conflict but right you know, constructive constructive yeah con- it's not hollering. constructive criticism yeah yeah, yeah. you know it, it makes That's, you I've, you know i've started to uh you know when we have when we have meetings or you know we're trying to decide on uh, direction or the objective of the meeting, because that's one thing you know we get. Uh, meetings have to have an objective, objective agenda, and a time limit here. Mm-hmm. So, um, got to know what you're meeting for. What's you know, there's got to be a concrete objective. So, when the objective is to make a decision on something, come out. I've tried to start not using language. Well, we all got to agree because we're not necessarily all going to. No. I mean, you know, right. we all have to <clears throat> commit to a direction, whether you agree with it or not. Yeah, that's that, what that's we're looking for is commitment. Yeah. Like, listen, we may not all agree, but can we all commit that this is what we're all going to work hard at? Because, you know, you if you got a strong opinion, which I hope you do, I don't necessarily need to change your mind. I just need you to commit right. to following through on what we, um, you know, choose as our direction yeah. for this particular project. So, because I don't want to be, you know, it's a little bit of hubris to think, well, we're going to get everyone to agree. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't necessarily <laughs> need that. That's probably a failing objective as agreement from everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a, you know, we can agree on a direction, but, you know, I'd rather say we, we're going to commit to a direction yeah. that we may not all agree with. Yep. But we're going to compromise. I think people don't, don't understand that. Compromise doesn't mean you're going to get what you want. No. Compromise means you have to get. Actually, literally, compromise means you're not getting yeah. everything you everything. want. Yeah, yeah. But people think it's like people think it does. They just don't understand what the word really means. And so, one line that's sticking with me out of the book you had me uh, start reading was, "You have a say, not a vote." I like that. Mm-hmm. You got a say in the discussion. Uh, I've I've been looking for something similar because you you ask for people's opinion. Mm-hmm. I'd like your opinion on this. And then a lot of people get offended when you don't go with what they suggested. Right. Right. Like, you asked. <laughs> you, you asked what my opinion was. I told you red and you got blue. What, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. Sorry, well, I mean, you know, most people's opinions are wrong. But and that's see, Other than mine. Right. Well, course. right. I mean, that's how you judge if they're right or wrong. Yeah, exactly. It's the same as my opinion. I, then it's right. right. Exactly. <laughs> if if your not, opinion isn't well, the same as wrong. mine, I'm going to go Google search something and find a hundred other people out there whose opinion is the same as mine. As I see... See? See? Yeah. Look at all these people. They're right. I'm not going to confront you with it. I'm just going to post it on Facebook. Exactly. (laughs) And I'm not going to call you out by name on Facebook. I'm just going to say, some people say this. (laughs) (laughs) So whoever thinks this, here's these things. But let me tell the world that I'm so tired of public drama. (laughs) Oh, are you now? Well, whose fault is that? 
<laughs> Patrick, always a pleasure, man. Good beer. Yep. yep. Had thank fun. you much. Yeah, definitely. Always a uh, riveting conversation. Yes, thank absolutely. you. What's this? This is going up Friday? Yeah. All of our Marquette listeners, stop by the expo at the uh, Superior Dome and yes, say hi to Mike yeah. and myself Friday yeah. afternoon and all day Saturday. Do yeah. Or if you're, uh, you know, for the Dagani listeners, that's a short drive. Yep, Nagani. Uh, you know. all, all the listeners. Well, the Nagani <laughs> listeners. Yeah, I'm sure a few, but. There's probably a couple in Ish. Ish Bimmy? Yeah. Yeah, Ish Bimmy, too. Yeah. Mutasing. Mutasing right. areas. Come on by. Yeah, uh, I was going to be at least yep. 30 or 40. I'll be at Black listeners. Rocks Friday night. We, we want to get together and have a beer, so. Yeah. Uh, Meet and greet. Meet yeah. and greet. Uh, He'll be the guy drinking a beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The guy. I'll be the guy in Marquette with a beard drinking a beer. <laughs> 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 yes. Way to narrow it down, Trav. <laughs> Where's Waldo? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, All right. Awesome, God. guys. Thank you.